wish you did in the intro. I don't know what we're going to look like on the screen when it comes up, but what are we doing today there, Ross? Uh, song? <laughs> you, you want a song? Okay. Karanka Comedy Podcast is what you're listening to right now. Anyway, we're I gonna... actually like that. That was nice. I think we're in tune there. That was com- completely improvised. In today's episode, we are talking to an Adelaide-based comedian in Melbourne. So, Melbourne-based comedian. Well, he doesn't really gig much anymore. Oh. <clears throat> Why are we Possibly talking to him again? Possibly he does. <laughs> so, are we going to... Yeah, I think we should like keep it rolling. All right, let's Buzz do it. In. Let's some experiencing some te- technical difficulties here. Oh, here no, we go. Oh no, it's happening. Uh-oh. Michael Princey. The the webcam's in the wrong setting. Oh dear. If you like this podcast, <laughs> then you need to get out more. <laughs> hey, ladies, hey. ladies and gentlemen. How you going? <laughs> yes, we are here with the, in the Cranker Comedy Podcast. With uh, Michael Princey, yes. Well, hey. <laughs> well, hey. It's a pleasure to be here. This is, um, I, I, I could have just sat at home like usual watching increasingly embarrassing pornography or I could come and be in show business. So, this is very exciting. Great. I feel like I need to introduce you guys. So, Chris, Hi, I'm Chris. Princey. Hello, Chris. Well, we, we've talked online, but I don't think I've ever met you before. And so... Uh, well, I, I guess back in 2009 or whatever it was that I was doing comedy, I just used to go and spend all my time hanging around at Ross's house, drinking Greek coffee and getting up to no good. So I'm guessing that you fulfilled this role yeah. now. As the, That's exactly what I do. <laughs> the position. <that's... laughs> Chris Chris um, was uh, the photographer at Cranker Comedy for years. Oh, excellent. Um, and also my variety shows, and that's kind of how we, we connected. And he's also married to Wendy Torbett. Oh, wow. Okay. That's a very small do, world. Then. Do you remember I Wendy, don't... blonde hair, plays yeah, guitar? Yeah, no, she was lovely. I remember, again, yeah, from years and years ago. So how's things, man? What's up? But there's a slight delay on this, so, like, we sort of have to stop a little bit after we talk. Or yeah, whatever. I noticed that. We'll have to tighten it up in editing. But anyway, well, Chris, you've got your work cut out for you. Uh, by the looks, so we'll yeah, try. yeah, yeah, I know. Thanks. <laughs> we'll try. Well, actually, it was just when you invited me to do this, it, it got me all feeling reminiscent about doing comedy in Adelaide with you back whenever it was. Because uh, I remember I was quite a bright head, uh, was it bright eyed, bushy tail young comic, and I used to prepare all of my jokes in advance. I spent the whole day rehearsing to go do my type five. Uh, and then I became friends with Ross and I realized that was all a complete waste of time. Uh, and what I should be doing is just spending more time with you and trying to get the door girl to <laughs> me and, and trying to do all these sorts of things that are much more important than telling my little anecdotes on stage. So I, I, I thank you for that. Actually. I do not agree with that. I think you should still <laughs> be prepared and try and chat up the door girl. I think I believe both. <laughs> Well, I was actually hoping for today that you could introduce me as Adelaide's second funniest new comedian of 2009. <laughs> um, that's why. He was number one. <laughs> my biggest claim to fame. Is, 
I think it was Adam Kylie. You're, you're referencing, of course, the fact that you were runner-up in Raw. That's as far as I got. That was the heights that I reached. Yeah. I, I was actually there for for that performance, and you did really well, man. You got heaps of laughs. You you yeah, you did really really well in that spot. So, I think like comedy competitions are a bit eh, <laughs> but you know, unless you win them, and in which case the. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Did I mention that I'm Cranker Comedy Comedian of the Year nine years running? <laughs> well, that's, I, I guess that's the truth about any award, isn't it? Because I work in advertising now and I make commercials and you realise the awards are just given to people who they know most of the time. That's what it comes down to. But uh, I think in that year, in 2009, I'm pretty sure that uh, James McCann first came on the scene at that point. And I actually thought he was probably funnier than anyone, but I don't think he, he even got a placing that year. I think he won the next year. And then after that, actually, I went to um, I went to Edinburgh and I did say You Think You're Funny at Edinburgh. And again, same sort of problem that I was there and I was all prepared and, uh, and then I met up with Trenworth, who was over there at the time, and he put me in contact with these comics from London, and I spent all my time going out with them every night and getting drunk and, and chasing girls and not actually putting any effort into my comedy. So it seems to be that was really the thing that stopped my career. Um, I, I really was not very organised. I was not able to maintain an interest in anything for too long. But, you know, it's, it's, I, I had fun. I was... um getting a bit reminiscent as well. And I was on the drive over to Chris's. I was trying to remember where I actually like met you and the first time I saw you. So I reckon it was at Old Rhino. You were doing a spot and you did a joke and I'm going to Rossify the joke, but I think the joke was something like, I find it really hard to get to sleep at night and I have all these thoughts going through my head and I wonder, do the reproductive organs of fish smell like humans. It was smell like people. <laughs> but, yes, that was exactly it. <laughs> that was exactly the joke. And I knew when I heard that, I'm like, yes, I'll get along with that guy. <laughs> and I remember just spending hours and hours and hours playing yes. our dream girl yeah. game. Do you remember this? I think we played it on an episode earlier. Oh, you agree to it? Oh, okay. My favourite one that Ross came up with was that She's your dream girl, but one of her arms is a microwave. <laughs> and, just, and we got into a whole discussion about, well, is, is the microwave, you know, turned on? Can I use it? Can I be reheating something while I'm with the girl? Um, and uh, I, I can, yeah, we spent hours and hours of our time. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's funny because I, uh, I used to, well, I'm trying to think. After I stopped hanging around with Ross, I just stopped doing gigs. I think it was, I think it was Ross was the one that was pushing me uh, along. I think I went, I think I was actually in the audience at the first ever Cranker gig taking place. And that's what, like 10 years ago now, something like that. Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty good night, wasn't it? Yeah, and I remember you being pretty excited about it all. So it's kind of cool that it's probably like the longest continually running gig in Adelaide now. Uh, one of, yeah, in the city, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, and then I, I did a bit here in uh, in Melbourne when I moved to Melbourne, but uh, I didn't really the, – the guys never seemed to like me very much because uh, I'd expect them just to hang around with them like I did with you, and, and they were not up for that. So, uh, so that, that put a dent in things. Yeah, we had some fun times in Melbourne as well. Like um, oh, yes. we did a few gigs there. Yeah, we did a few gigs there. 
But yeah, but Chris is yeah, he's more into video and he does podcasts and he's a photographer and film stuff. So yeah, but I I know comedy because I went to a lot of gigs. Well, that's always one of the things that always surprises me is like the people because I can't stand going to stand up. I just it it just makes me feel because I either feel like oh I could do a better job, which is very very uh, you know uh, up myself. But the other even worse feeling you get is oh my god this guy's amazing I will never be that good. That's what happens a lot more often. So I just can't stand it. I feel like a nervous mess sitting there. But you've obviously sat through hours and hours and hours of step. What is going on in the background there, by the way? Uh, someone's in the toilet, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Like I. I I think I, there was a point where I kept going to Crankers and then I stopped going there because I liked the comedy and started going there because I liked hanging out with the comedians. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's just watching it. It's, it's Again, I think sometimes it's probably harder actually to be in the audience than it is to be on stage because like, how do you feel when you're watching someone up there who's absolutely dying and there's nothing you can do about it? Anxiety-inducing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and you know it's almost like I feel responsible for trying to help them, but um, exactly you can't you can't be the only one laughing in the room. Well, I get it. I've I've, I've had experiences like that, but yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I was just going to say one of the things we ask all of our guests is um, what kind of games they like. Like, do you play board games, video games, any kind of mind game, or anything to pass the time? Like, do, do you have a favorite or video game from the past or whatever? Are you, are you that way inclined or not? Not really. I, I I am that way inclined. I'm massively into sort of the eight and sixteen bit era of video games. Uh, and so I still, to this day, play my original Mario's 1, 2, and 3. Um, I was one of those weird kids that didn't have a Nintendo uh, at school. I had a Sega, I had the Master System, uh, and so yeah, I still too. play. Oh, there you go. <laughs> we gravitate towards one. <laughs> uh, and so I still play Alex Kidd in Miracle World probably once or twice a year just because. But um, the two games that I really like, and they're in that same sort of old style, um, one is um, Stardew Valley, which, um, you know, it's sort of like the Harvest Moon, uh, make a little farm, and it's got an RPG element to it. And then my other favourite game I love that I play through once or twice a year is Papers, Please. I don't know if you ever uh, came across that one, but it's sort yeah, of Yeah, like, I played that one. Well, it got such a bad rap when it was released because people described it as a paperwork simulator, and that's definitely not what it is. It's you're a, a border guard... Um, trying to assess people coming and going from a country. And it's amazing because there's these little pixelated characters, but there's such real emotion. There's such good writing um, in the game that, like, when a little pixelated person gets shot, you feel genuinely cut up about it. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so those are the games that I play. I don't seem to play any of the newer, you know, Fortnite or you know, that, that, that sort of stuff. But uh, if it's old, what, what, what do you, I guess you've probably already talked about this before, but what do you guys play? Uh, Ross doesn't play games, video games. He plays board games. So, Oh, I still remember when you were trying to sell this card game called Eat yeah. It. And we're you still told selling me, it. You're still selling it. And you told buy me on, that there I'll was... Is this when you were in Canberra and you yeah. like... You were, yeah, go on. And you were like, I'll go to the shop. This guy wants the game. And I'm like, oh, all right, I'll go give it to him. And so I go into the shop and I'm like, oh, hi, I'm Michael. I'm a friend of Ross. And I'm like, who? <laughs> and it was like, oh, didn't he talk to you about this game? And they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, he told me to give it to you. Like, well, I don't even know if we want it here. <laughs> and they were acting like I was trying to force drugs onto them or something like that. 
Um, but uh, but it was just a very because I think we did play Eda a few times and it was a good game. But uh, these guys he did the card game. <laughs> it was just you know these guys at a toy shop in Canberra were total jerks about it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. You got to like do some legwork. Yeah, I think yeah I was getting you to drop off a deck and they just had no idea. Like they didn't put two and two together. Thank you for doing that for me, by the way. But. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of felt kind of weird afterwards because I felt like I had done the wrong thing or something. But I went in there full of co- Ross Voss style confidence and uh, had it knocked out of me very, very quickly. It's it's on eBay now. You can buy a copy. Oh, really? So you're still selling it? Well, surely during like you know lockdown and stuff, were, were people buying more card games or something like that? Did you have a eat it um, boom? <laughs> not particularly with eat it, but maybe with other kind of. Um products of that nature yeah but if listeners are interested in buying my card game you can follow the links <laughs> I don't, no, honestly come on guys like i've got to go cross promote someone to buy it i got to cross promote here okay you know yeah you know, I'm, I'm not like you guys who have like jobs this is my job okay <laughs> it's very reasonably priced yeah click on the link Show some support. It's the original original artwork. It's a good game. You can you can also uh, play the game online. And there's a browser version. You can go to the website eatitcards.com. And Russ will bring it around to your house if you buy it in Adelaide. <laughs> <laughs> and Even if you don't pay fine. for it, he'll, he'll just come and show it to you and you can make your mind up if you want to buy it. I feel like you guys are taking the piss now. But um, <laughs> you can also... You can, yeah. also, you can also download a, a free app that I made, an Android app. So, um, eat it, the card game, if you go <laughs> to the app store. So, you store. can try it before you buy it. You got you to, gotta, like, life is relatively short. You've got to follow your passions. I'm, I'm convinced. Don't laugh at this. This is, this is me <laughs> trying to build a delay. There was a delay. <laughs> Are we building to a big finish here? This is the, we're going to end on philosophy. This is wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> why not? The bed a few minutes ago. Now let's come to. The- <laughs> well, that's that's about time. That's uh, that that's what we were going to record. So yeah, it's up to Chris now to cut this into something meaningful. But um, yeah, that, that's we we do like a wrap up and um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Yeah, I I feel bad. I'm, I'm so sorry, Chris. I just spent the whole time talking to Ross because I haven't spoken it's to fine. him for ages. So I'm very sorry if I was excluding. It wasn't on purpose. No, it was just, uh, well, just uh, it's almost more beneficial because then I can sort of sit as an outsider listening in and seeing which bits are actually <laughs> interesting <laughs> or not. So are we wrapping it up now, or is that it? Yeah, wrap it up. A final thought. Do you have any yeah, yeah, any yeah. final thoughts there, Michael <laughs> Princey? i just want to say no i I don't have any philosophies my i think my whole life is just a a monument to my own hedonism so i don't really think that i'm the person to be ending on a philosophical note Uh, but no other than just to say that i thank you very much for uh, having me on the show it's been an absolute uh, pleasure and i guess once i'm legally permitted to do so it'd be nice to uh, to come and actually see uh, the the cranker gig uh, actually live again because probably 10 years in between drinks is a little bit too long <laughs> i came up with a joke the other day which i thought was funny because we were talking about shows that we used to like 10 years ago and one of the ones that i used to watch 10 years ago was mad men and and my joke was it's great but now it just looks so dated to get the, because it's set in the 1960s. You see, that's the whole point. So it looked dated even at the time. Anyway, maybe it's not that funny. 
Maybe Hooray. that's why I'm not in the business anymore. I've got a joke for you guys. Oh, here we go. This is what yep. we're going to end. The first joke of the podcast. <laughs> How many, um... <laughs> here we go. We'll keep that reaction for after the joke, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, here we go. How many Amish people does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? No, that is the joke because it's it's a light bulb. And, um, <laughs> but there's none. It's none. None. It's a light bulb. So I'll just tighten the gap between you laughing at that as well so that it sound like it was really good. Yeah, if you, you can like do it, it's kind of an anti-joke. It's I an anti-joke. Like most jokes that are clever, had to be explained to me. So, and I think that's the, the mark that it's good. <laughs> oh, you're turning me into a madman there. Wait. <laughs> All right, Princey. Thanks, man. It's been really nice to see you and chat to you. I hope you're well over there. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thank you very much. Yeah. Great. Great to chat with you too. And yeah, we probably shouldn't leave it so long. All right, right buddy. See you later. Have see a good you guys. night. Bye. Adios. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening. Thank you. Oh, no. You can <laughs> see it now. No, you can. You I thought I could chime in. Yeah, no, let's do it together. Right. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to the Cranker Comedy Podcast. Yeah, really appreciate it. Uh, if you liked it, you can leave a donation via the link below. PayPal.me forward slash Cranker Comedy. And you can subscribe to us on a bunch of different uh, sources. Yeah, Spotify, iTunes. Google Podcasts and any other smaller apps. We tried our very best to make sure we're on all of them. So, yeah. Thank Let you. Let us know if we're not on one. Oh, wow. We'll see you next time.